Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Tea, look about colour. It's gorgeous. What are you doing with them? I'm making a um, blood orange Garibaldi, which is like a proper old school New York cocktail. Mm, but smell it. My mum has decided to add some champagne, and I actually realised that was a good idea. So we put a little bit of, little bit of champagne. What did you say? Do you like how you always sound so surprised? When you yeah. said that quite reluctantly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, obviously, I trust her. I think she, you know, she's obviously shown that she sort of knows like about what she's doing. So this is a sort of like heralding in the spring. Although I have to say, T, throughout February in London that we live in. Everyone's always like, it's spring. It's like, no, it's winter. Life is short. Should we just enjoy winter? And when spring comes, spring comes. So this is heralding in the spring, but I don't, I'm in no rush. I'm just saying, I see you and I know you're coming soon. So we've got a turnip puree. We've got a lamb broth. We've got a lamb neck fillet uh, that's been seared very quickly in the pan. And we just um, made a really lovely crust on it with salt and black pepper and pulbiber, which is like a Turkish chili kind of loveliness. We've got fregola. It's like it's pasta, but it behaves like bulgur or something like that. So it's got that kind of chewy texture to it, and it's a little toast. Well, this one is um, fregola um, tostada, which is, means it's toasted. So it's got a nuttiness to it. So this, we're going to build the dish on the plate. So there'll be turnip puree. Then we've got some leeks, uh, leek tops, which is the green, green part with some spinach sautéed in green seasoning, and then the lamb fillet, then a frigola around the outside, and then a lamb broth, which is made from all the bones from the neck fillet. The white part of the leek we deep fried to give us a bit of height on the plate, and we've got some deep fried parsley. It's kind of quite a streamlined plate, even though that sounds like about 100,000 things. Sounds busy. It's not that busy. It's going to be kind of a bit slightly different vibes today. such an important voice and figure you know I remember like it because you were the first and you just it felt like you were being so yourself like it felt like we really got to know your personality but when you've talked more recently about your identity struggles I've been really curious how you navigated that like not being completely comfortable with your blackness as part of your identity but you were very much in this world of like black music that's London I think that's like West London I wasn't comfortable being black or being, I felt an emotional connection to young black people that would say something to me in the street, but on screen, it didn't feel like something to show off too much. And it wasn't celebrated. I used to love fashion magazines. It was not celebrated. I mean, it wasn't objectively, it was not celebrated at the time. Not even light-skinned girls. It just wasn't It it wasn't spoken about at all. No, and this is Andy Peters. He really changed things. That's why everyone, every female that's been a presenter on T4 was always a bit mixed. Like even Alexa Chung's half Chinese. June Sarpong, Jamila Jamil, me. Like he really made sure that he set a precedent with diversity in the female casting. So I I think there was that. But then in my 
being on screen and suddenly becoming famous and things like that, it was not celebrated. And also I, they made me get um, extensions in my hair because it was better for screen, to ruin my hair for years. I hated having a weave. It, I found it really difficult. So I was just getting further and further from myself to the point where I had um, all these pictures of um, girls on my wall. And it was called my inspiration wall. And Simon Amstel from Pop World, my best friend, was like, this, you know, that's a wall of white women. Wow. And, I, and, I, and it was called my inspiration wall. But that's because there were no other pictures in the magazine. I still really, but mum, it affects mum seeing black, mixed, all these different kinds of races in fashion magazines, but it still affects me as well. Even it didn't, wasn't there for us either. I, I sometimes feel like my daughter, it's completely normal to put on Netflix. There's like black and Asian. Like even the new Disney film, One Wish, she's black with like long plaids. Right? And and it's it's, it's also their hair textures, just, exactly. And then the magazines. Again. Yeah. Right? Said that. And the magazines, you've got people like Edward Enenfall now like in charge, yeah. like yeah. curating our images, but it's so, I still cannot look at an Edward Enenfall Vogue cover and not feel like <gasps> my younger self yeah. would have had a completely different experience if it had been like but this. But I think it's only now seeing how much representation there is comparatively to when we were young. It now makes it so stark how absent it was for us because yeah. it's like, yes. I didn't, yeah, and like when the whole brown plasters came out, I never knew. When what? Uh, brown, brown plasters. plasters. Oh, brown plasters. I never oh, knew right. that yeah. the, the original plasters were meant to be skin coloured. I had no idea that that's what they were. So they were just tights. Like, like, we, we could have yeah. skin coloured tights didn't exist for us. No. It was like I, yeah. nearly black. No makeup. No makeup in shops. Well, do you know what? Seeing so many young girls with plaits, because I mean, I. I I was crap at having a weave because I didn't want one and I'm not a very groomed person. Some women are beautiful with it and they look nice, but there's also these different, there's versatility. I love that girls have like different hair. Oh, uh, Ebony Fawn has different hair every time I see her. That versatility and that freedom, that's what I felt was really lacking for me. I wasn't allowed to play and have fun with who I was and the way I looked. That anxiety I remember of like getting my hair braided and going to school and then everybody demanding to know, how come your hair's so long? How did you do that? What do they I do? And, they, and even when I started working, it's like oh, yeah. to be able to play with your hair in the way that black women always do and always have, mm. if you are operating in white spaces, like it comes at a cost. And it's like, mm. I just want to go to work and do my job. And instead I'm having to explain, translate it, also like show that I'm not threatening. I'm your friendly black person who can translate. I will talk to you about my hair. Way. Yes, exactly. It's just exhausting. And I know black women who just literally don't do anything with their hair because they can't cope with having to explain, explain. it to their How colleagues. come we've changed it? Well, have you done that? So I don't want to talk it Because about nobody, it somebody has a different blow dry. Nobody says right? anything and about like, it. Like, if, if you're like a very private person or you're shy, like you just don't want to do anything that's going to invite that kind of attention. And I think it's really, it's really sad that you still feel like being no, yourself comes yeah. at a cost. Amber, we put the um, tape back on. That's how much we want to know. Oh. Because I, I, I wanted to talk a bit about what you do, because actually like mental health, finding good health physically was mm. one thing, but my mental health, like I had, you know, I had a massive breakdown in my thirties and mm. Nikita struggled as well. And we've really found ways to come through to, to the light, so to speak. I wondered what you two do to stay healthy in your mind. Yeah. What, what, tell me about you, Emma. I think for me, yeah, I have these three very energetic boys who give me a lot of joy and I think, connecting with them and trying to kind of switch off from work and other things. 
helps. But you're a child psychologist, am, so yeah. is it hard to? I mean, if you've got children, yeah, that's no, what you do. It's hard, but I think also because my family life is so all-consuming, it kind of forces me to switch off from work a little bit. But yeah, work-wise, it can be quite difficult because I work with such a range of children in quite challenging situations, right. from not to twenty-five-year-olds in theory. Oh my goodness! So that's quite an age range, but most of the children I see are kind of nursery, primary, secondary school. Um, but what I find interesting for me, like we grew up, we had a very privileged upbringing. You know, we lived in Wimbledon, we went to private school. Our parents really tried to give us the advantages they hadn't had as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like you, when you started working with like children who've been excluded, children with like special educational needs, you started getting exposed to the reality of like how unfair mm-hmm. class and race are and how it affects children in school and, and it really doesn't give people fair chances. No. Is it a SEND school you work at? Um, I work in kind of hundreds of different schools. Oh, so wow. Okay, of course, you I go really see over. the whole yeah, system. Yeah, and that's what's really interesting, actually. I see such an overview. Um, and how do people get How do people get your help? Do, do they get nominated? For about 13 years, I've been a local authority psychologist. And then two years ago, I set up my own practice so that I can kind of do work that's more meaningful to me and in line with my values and skills and stuff. So that means I'm kind of set up privately. Mm. So now I've got some kind of contracts with certain schools where I'm doing project work, actually talking of the hair touching, doing quite a lot of work with black girls in white majority schools, right. talking oh, about the hair touching and how that's making them feel and all these kind of Can you imagine awful... if that had existed? I know. I could have done with you so Me badly. too, I would have loved an AMA visit. But I think, um, so now families can kind of refer themselves to me. Wow. Which has been quite amazing, actually, because, you know, parents who would never get access to a local authority psychologist can now, and the kind of power of the representation, working with lots of black families, trying to destigmatize special educational needs. And um, my background is kind of social, emotional, mental health uh, needs of young people. I've done lots of work with mainly kids who have been excluded from school, children in care, things like that. So it, it can be quite hard, especially being a mum, because some of the stories of the children I work with do play on your mind. How do you look after yourself within that then? Because it, it's, it must take a lot from you. I think, I mean, partly our training, you know, you have supervision from a psychologist where you kind of debrief for particularly difficult cases and, and that kind of support. But I think I try and exercise. Some of the things are really challenging because I've had babies for years. It yes. feels like, and haven't slept properly for about eight years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. sleep has been a challenge. Normally, I would say, normally I would say, like sleeping well and looking after yourself in those kind of ways is really helpful for your mental health. But that's been a challenge for a lot of the time for me. So yeah, it's an ongoing learning journey in that regard. Mm, well, something that's changed my life is, well, I've always loved it, but I'm really playing out is sport, not just exercise, yeah. but sports. Yeah. And something I love is tennis. And you guys grew up in Wimbledon. Yeah, we were big tennis We went, we went to the Amazing. men's final last really? year. It was as from two skint little kids from West London where we used to watch Wimbledon. I used to hold the area like with oh masking tape around it like this. And mum would explain all the rules to me and everything. I just loved it. Mum's always loved tennis. To be on our way to send to court, we were like, to oh court God. for the men's final. It was yeah. so Who was in special. It? Oh my God, it was Djokovic. Oh, and then wow. Carlos, vamos Carlito. Carlito. Carlito, that young buck who just came in and won. But he like played, like he was funky. He was like, just made 
Djokovic have a good time. It was exhilarating. Did you used to go when you were? Yeah, kids? you must. You get local tickets. Well, we've got uh, some Wimbledon stories, yeah, haven't we? Got we? Got <laughs> when I was at school, the chair's daughter was in my class, so we used to get to go in the in the score box with. Um, uh, oh my god, what was that name? Boris Becker. No, 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 the really angry one. And like it was. It was the best view ever. So that was really cool. But also even in the 90s, the 80s and 90s, if you just rocked up in your school uniform as a Wimbledon school school, child, you could just go in. That's changed. Now that like the Beyonce's and Jay-Z's of the world (laughs) and the Andy's and the Keaters are rocking up at Wimbledon. Now it's become become a major global celebrity event. It really is. Brad Pitt was a few. We were like, don't look now. I have to say Wimbledon is an exceptionally boring place live like in a good way like stable safe but boring except for two weeks of the year when it's like everyone who's anyone is in Wimbledon and and that's kind of fun and you see them like um you know I've met like both Venus and Serena just training at the end of my road on the common we used to see back in the day in the 90s Andre Agassi Andre Agassi would be in our Chinese takeaway yeah 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 but even still like because lots of families around the area rent yeah. out their house to players and, and um and um Federer's parents used to stay in my room because my parents what? when they I went to, to university my, our mum and dad lent, rented out our empty rooms I was still there by the way and I was serving bed and breakfast too <laughs> <laughs> Federer's parents like up before my A level exam <laughs> So would you like some more orange juice, Mr. Federer? Mrs. Federer. Uh, uh, my God, what are they like? No, tell me later. They, they, were, really nice. they were lovely. Our mum um, loves them. And, and then he would come to pick them up. Yeah. Oh my God. Roger and his fiance would come and pick them up and they and were also, so nice to her. So the streets, I mean, I love a oh, view. Love oh, I loved Wimbledon. It's so pretty. And you can see, because I'm so, so east or west, uh, it's like seeing the city from the other yeah. side and it's just very interesting. I love I, it. Uh, I just want to say I've been twice and uh, once I was in the Royal Box. Oh okay. yes, all right, you we win. know. <laughs> stay of my life. She, one of the boxes stays on for my life. You win, Andy. Oh, Great British Menu. Oh, it's because of Great British Menu and we had Wimbledon was the theme. So they invited oh. us to the Royal Box. Oh. No, but wait, Wimbledon. it was my mum and my stepdad Garth who's a dread. And it was first ever dread in the Royal Box. We were yeah. <laughs> But anyway, anyway, I just wanted to talk about tennis quickly. Do you play? We Have used to. Ever? She used to play for the county, didn't no, you? No, you were a good tennis player. Emma was the sporty one. I was a bit of a rebel. Um, didn't take part in sports. Get your sons involved. My daughter, my daughter plays tennis has lessons twice a week is really into it oh she's really yeah. into it you started uh, yeah I think sport for young kids yeah. especially like where where I grew up obviously diverse beautiful yeah. brilliant but our slot like we didn't have access to sports no. uh, you get given a football but not sports and mm-hmm. actually I'm building something now which is called ropes um, encouraging people to skip I really want to talk to you about it yeah. um, because the kids you work with because yeah. we've done about 10 12 schools now we go Amazing. do a ropes class with them oh. and we get them skipping and we say uh, dream bigger jump higher because there's something that. about it that just really once they get themselves over mm-hmm. that rope they feel like they can do anything. And I, f- I felt the same when it changed my life a few years ago. Skipping's amazing. It's so- and it's good cardio workout. Yeah. I do skipping circuits. Do you know- Careful, um, I do have a rope here. Uh, 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 oh. <laughs> you said it now. <laughs> I do see you. Pushing the, car, the Campari away. So, I will say, like, one thing I appreciate about, I'm, I teach at the University of Southern California, which is a big 
like OJ Simpson was the football star at USC. Alison Felix, the sprinting champion, oh she's USC. Her. They just renamed yeah. the, the athletic stadium after her. Oh, fantastic. It's very, and you know, the athletes are the superstars on campus. They go on yeah. to professional careers in basketball and football. But what I've really experienced in American culture is like to be very sporty is to be cool. It's like, they're the coolest kids. The school culture I grew up in, none of the cool kids would have been seen no. dead. No, no, doing we're drinking cider. You were like drinking cider and smoking behind the bike Please. shed when the people I were think that was just your peer group. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 we can talk about that later. But in general, uh, like, I do think it's true. I really hope that we can make sports like a desirable culture yeah. because oh, yeah, it's, I agree. it was so unhealthy that we thought it was uncool yes. to be healthy. Yes. I'll start with you, Effua. How has your afternoon been so far? Oh yeah, it's totally every day that I get invited for an amazing chef cook meal and bespoke cocktail with my sister. No, it was really special. Um, not like quite unlike anything I've actually ever done, which isn't every day I get to say that. So it, it was really lovely. And I kept having to remind myself we were doing a podcast because it just felt like such a great lunch with two amazing women. I've been following Nikita and Andy basically all my adult adult life so to get to really sit down and talk to them in the like very authentic intimate setting of their family home is genuinely a treat I wanted to get to know them better so this was really cool to really feel like we could have a very honest conversation also to eat Andy's food is something I've been wanting to do for a long time and also you know I mean you will ask Emma herself but my sister and I are, are really close but there's something about the conversations you have with someone who doesn't know you where you actually ask each other questions you wouldn't usually ask and learn things you wouldn't usually talk about so that's been really cool and I heard things that I haven't heard my sister kind of articulate in that way before about some of her experiences and stuff so it was really special in that way um, and it felt really nice like my sister said to be in this kind of intimate setting and share a meal together lots of laughter um, really special afternoon I think also like you look at your well, I look at my sister she's like my little sister and then sometimes you're like oh this is actually a really interesting fully formed person in her own right like you know when you're in a family relationship with people you don't necessarily see them as they move in the world on their own but it's quite cool to be sitting next to her and be like oh she has a lot to say completely unrelated to me or our family life and you know, when you're together, usually you don't really have time for those kind of conversations because you're so bound up in the family, the kids, the, the parents, the whole thing. The return leg, what are you cooking for these guys when they come over to you? Oh gosh, that is a tough question. Okay, I know what I would make for them. I would go Ghanaian, I think, because I think Andy's like an amazing expert on Caribbean food. So I would want to treat her to some jollof rice, Ghana style, it's important to specify. Well, we love and respect our Nigerian brothers and sisters. We have our own way of doing things. I'm not getting into the war. And I do like some papashitor, chicken or fish. Um, so I think that would be that would be a nice thing. And I, I'm into salads. I make my own dressing. It goes really nicely with some chicken and fish or rice, some, some kelewele, which is how we fry plantain. So I would go Ghana style. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. 
And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.